But I found it when I came down to the old-fashioned altar amen. and God ministered to me there that day. Amen. Can I get amen? Amen. Amen. amen? We live in a world today that our families don't speak to each other. We live in a world today that mothers don't talk to their daughters, the, mom, the moms, the fathers don't talk to their sons. But church, my Bible says that God is about love and compassion. I miss my mom and my dad and my stepfather. My mom, my dad got separated from the got divorced when I was about 11 years old. My mom was a single parent for three and a half years. But what I remember the most in my mom was growing up, I can remember when I when I listened to her, I always heard her pray. How many remembers your mom praying and seeking God? That's what my mama was doing, seeking God. I'm not, I'm ashamed of my past. I was ashamed that, that what I did. And one of the hardest days that I gave my mama is when I left her house and went to live with my dad. That was the hardest day that I've ever faced. I watched her stand there and watched her boys get in the car with, with their daddy. And we went to his house. My dad loved us. I was raised, my, I was raised, my dad, he never did tell me he loved me. He didn't tell me that he, he cared for me. He didn't tell me that he's praying for me. My dad was an alcoholic. Amen. But I went and lived with my dad. And my dad would always say, don't do as I do, do as I say. That's not a good advice. You have to be an example to others. Amen. You say, well, Pastor, I've been here all my life. I've been here. But we have to realize, church, that God is still the same God as He was yesterday. Yes. He's still the same God. He don't change. What changes is me and you. Amen. We change. Amen. I used to be 150 pounds. Amen. Amen. Let me remember them days. I'm not, I'm not near that. 208, matter of fact. The pastor, you chunky. I know, man. Brother Cliff about killed me yesterday. Amen. But see, we live in a world today that needs Jesus in their life. We need families. Do you realize that we have more children today that don't have a daddy to teach him about Jesus? We have more children today that don't have a mama to teach them about Jesus. We have families today that are separating because of sin and things in life. But I want to give you this morning what God has gave to me, and I hope you like it. If you don't, amen. If you don't like my preaching this morning, amen, tell me. I'm okay. I'm a big boy. Like I said, I'm 208 pounds. I can handle it. But I promise you, I'm coming back. Maybe not. Like we may not have it back. I don't know. But in the book of Acts, chapter 3, verse 1, I want you to listen to what the scripture says. And I want just to, to understand what God's word says this morning. Amen. In the book of Acts, chapter 2, chapter 3, I'm sorry, chapter 3. Amen. Verse 1. If you have your Bibles, please stand, if you will, for the meeting of the Lord. We know God's needs, we need to honor God. Amen. 
Peter and John went up together in the temple of the high, at the hour of prayer in the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which was called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple, who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. And Peter fastened his eyes upon him with John and said, Look on us. And he gave heed to them, expecting, amen, this is what it says, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such I have I given to thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he leaped up, stood, and walked, and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. Amen. Can I get an amen? Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, for your blessings upon us this morning. God, we thank you, Lord, for your, for your anointing that I feel, Lord, all over the house, God. God, I touch every, touch every mind, touch every spirit, God. I rebuke the enemy, God, to come against you, Spirit. Right now, I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. Devil, you're not welcome in the entire service. This is the house of God. And I ask you right now to minister to our hearts, God. Give us the words to say. And we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody says, Amen. Before you sit down, hold up, hold up. Look over your neighbor and say, I love you. Amen. You can be seated. Now you have to remember, you're in the house of God, so you better not lie to that person. The Bible says that Peter and John went going to the temple as they always do. They was going, and this man was set at the temple, at the gate of the temple called Beautiful. Now why it was called Beautiful, I haven't, I haven't uh, uh, looked it up, but it was called Beautiful. Maybe it was, it was something spectacular that, you know, you've never seen them. I don't know. But there was a man there that had to be carried to this position. He could not walk. He had to have help. How many ever had to have help before? Sometimes my wife gets on me because you don't ask help. Amen. You want to do it on your own, especially when I'm driving, going somewhere. And I would say, she asked me, you know where you're going? Absolutely, I know where I'm going. <laughs> Come on now. Be honest with us, guys. Amen. And I ended up stopping. She said, why are you stopping? I said, well, you're right. I'll have to ask. But these, this guy was there for day after day doing the same thing. Asked the bombs. He was asking something that, that he wanted to receive. He was not, he didn't want to receive. He wasn't looking for a miracle. He was looking for money to help him live in, in, in this world that he was living in. 
But something about Peter and John this day was different on this day. The Bible says that when he looked upon them, Peter, a lot of their eyes focused upon them. They seen who he was. And you know what? You say, did they, did they see him before? I believe they seen him before. They seen him the day before. Amen. Two days before. But at this time, something was different. I mean, come on now. Stay with me now. Preach with me. And we'll, I, I, I'll make sure this be sweet and short. But that something was different in their lives, amen? Something was different. But you have to realize Peter and John have been involved in a prayer meeting on the day of Pentecost, and something changed their life on that day. Come on, preacher. You said, Pastor, I don't believe that. Well, it may not be, but there's one thing that you have to believe is that you get to heaven, you have to have the blood of Jesus in your life. Yeah. Go yeah, come on. You can't make it by your mama. You can't make it on Sister Hill, what her salvation did. You can't make it on your granddaddy. You can't make it on your daddy or your grandma or whoever it may be. You have to do it yourself. Yes. But something is fixing to change. And what happened is that Peter and John impacted this man's life. How many ever had somebody to impact your life? I have. My mama was my impact. My mama, she, look at me, she was, she was a beautician. And when I got when I got a little while, amen, I used to, you know, when I was growing up, my stepdad used to cut our hair. How many of you, how many of you, these young, young people, I, I, I'm 56, I'll be 56 next month, July the 20th, and I do set money, credit cards, and cards, and all that. So send it to me, RevTerryKessley at gmail.com. You can send me a check, amen. But there was something different about my mother. I would go home, and she would cut, and I would go home and visit. And I had long hair, because my, my, my stepdad used to cut, I would call it a little boy's haircut. Have you ever had a little boy's haircut? I used to have it, have it pointed to the side. That's what my, he said, this is what I want you to wear. And I, he, listen, he was the boss, so I did it. But I sure didn't like it. But when I got on my own, I said, I'm going to wear it the way I want to wear it. And so I began to let it grow out. I began to let, I began to get my, what we call, how many remember, remembers the mullet? Anybody had a mullet back in the day? I could probably still wear a mullet. It'd be a little shorter up here, but, amen. But I remember those days, and I would remember my mom, she'd say, son, let me, won't you let me cut your hair? I said, mom, not today, mom, maybe next time. But, but little did I know she was making an impact in my life. Amen. But I want you to understand the impact. Having a strong effect on someone or something. An act. A touch. A change. An uh, the altar. You change it. You, you go a different direction. You make an impact. Amen. You transform. You, you, uh, uh, you transform to something that you've not always been. But the most, the word that I like is the word influence. Everybody say influence. Church, we need more influence of godly people in our lives. Amen. 
My pastor told me years ago, he said, Brother Terry, if you want to be successful in life, you surround yourself with successful people and godly people. Yeah. And that was an impact in my life. But this day, this man was going to change. This is what he says. He says, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I give it to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. Come on now. You say, what good come out of Nazareth? His name was Jesus. Amen. Yeah. A name above all other names. A name that nobody can take. Nobody can overcome that name. A name that when you, when you hear the name of Jesus, when you mention the name of Jesus, the Bible said that the devil in hell and the imps, amen, had to bow and they tremble at the name of Jesus. That's the world we need today. Amen. It's not, it's not our president that's not going to change us. Amen. It's not our Congress that's not going to change us. It's going to be the Word of God, church. And yeah. Knows we need the Word of God more and more today as we ever have. Amen. You say, Pastor, I don't want to act that way. Well, you may not. But one day, somebody touched your life. Yeah. Somebody made an impact on your life. Thank somebody you. gave you the Word of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And now today, today we live in a world today, Jesus stated that silver and gold have I not, but what I would give you, would give this man, was more valuable than silver and gold. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Let me know that Jesus means everything. That's right. Yes. Church, Jesus means everything to me. Yes, come on. He means so much to me. Praise God. I love him so much. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm an emotional guy. I get emotional when I'm in church because I realize, amen, that if it weren't for Jesus and my mama prayed for me, amen, I wouldn't be here in front of you today. But you have to understand, church, we need to make impact. Amen. Influence. My dad was the wrong influence. I didn't need that influence. <clears throat> he would say, do as I do. Don't do as I do, but do as I say. And I said, Dad, you're not doing, you're not doing good yourself. He said, that's what I don't want you to do. And this is what I told him. I'll never forget the conversation. Well, I guess I'll find out the hard way. Cool. Then I eat them words. Not did. But see, Peter and John gave him something that he didn't wasn't expecting that day. And his name was Jesus. Yeah. Let me know we need Jesus. Look over your neighbor and say, you need Jesus in your life. We need to make an influence. We need to make an impact on our kids. Church, listen to me. And I'm going to say this, amen. And like I said, I never did have a dad. My dad wasn't there. But thank God for a godly man that God sent to my mama. And you know what? And I didn't like it because he was in He was coming on my territory. That's my mom. Come on now. Come on. How many knows that? He's, he's, in, he's invading on my, my space. But little did I know he was a God sent. Little did I know he made what he did. He took three boys 
and made men out of us. Amen. I can truthfully say all three of us boys are in church today. And his kids, he had two girls and a boy. And all of them, them three, Marlene, Brenda, and Melvin, all six of us are in church today. My brother, my, my baby brother, was successful in life. He had a business, power business. He was a mechanic, making good money. And around 2018, he, 2008, he sold it. The economy went bad. How many remembers that, that, that year? I mean, they went down south, didn't it? And he had to sell it. He couldn't, he couldn't, 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 you know, make it anymore. But he began, but my brother and his wife was in church. They was, he's been to Africa. He's done a lot of mission things. But something happened to him down the road. And I'll never forget this call. His brother-in-law called me. He said, you need to pray for your brother Tommy because he just left his wife. So I went home and I began to seek God. From that moment on, my brother began to go downhill. My brother was induced to meth. Amen. For 11 years, my brother lived on meth and things of this world. And I would try to get him to come to live with me, to change the atmosphere, to change friends, and change the, the way he was living. And I said, I don't know what you're doing, and what, what, it doesn't matter, but if you don't change, God, you're going, it's going to kill you. Amen. He got down to 160 pounds, and he said he was looking away, but to me, he looked like a dead man walking. Amen. He was so, he had, he said, he called me, he said, brother, I, he said, I was so bad. You never know. But one day, my uncle called me. He said, hey, somebody's here to see me. He told me who it was. I said, I said, hello. He said, he wants to talk to you. So I said, put him on the phone. And so he began to talk. And he said, can I come and live with you and Penny? In Paris, Tennessee. He didn't know I moved. I said, yeah. So I met him in Clarksville, Tennessee. Anybody been to Clarksville, Tennessee? Which is Fort Campbell. That means they've been to Fort Campbell. Military base. So I met him up there, and he got in my truck, and I asked him, I said, what's the reason why you're getting in my truck? You have to have a reason. You have to have a purpose to get in my truck. I just don't want you to get in my truck and come and live with me because uh, just you're running from your your demons or whatever, I, I want you to have a reason. And he looked at me and he said, I am tired of living the life I'm living. How many of us we got to get tired of that life? So I, and he began to cry. We began to be emotional. I took him home and, and for months, months went on. 
Not in the, not in the church, because I live in the parsonage. The church is right there. I invited the church. He knew it. But I seen God ministering to him. I seen God touch him. And I seen God. And then when I seen him, amen, I didn't go to him. I wanted God to go to him. I want God to this to the church. You gotta let God change your life. You amen. can't change it. Amen. You can't do it on your own. You need God to change your life. You need God to deliver you and set you free. Amen. Well, Pastor, I don't, I don't, I don't have a drug problem. But listen to me, church. We live in a world today that still, amen, remembers the past. Come on now. We have things that what mom and daddy did. But listen to me. I always remember, regardless of how bad my dad was, he was still my dad. And I loved him for that. But one Sunday morning, I was praying for a lady, and I opened my eyes, and there he was behind her. And brother, I wanted to push her out of the way so bad. Get out of the way. I knew what was behind her. And he came. We began to pray. God delivered him. And set him free. He can tell you today, I'm not a recovering addict. I am delivered from the things of this world. In October, he'd be sober and clean for six years. Come on. Praise the Lord. He said, Pastor, that's why I get excited, church. That's why that we have to make an influence on people's lives. Listen to me. You make, an you make an influence on people. You make an impact on their life. You change them, amen. You live a life in front of them, amen. You let, you let God move in your life and let God touch you so they can touch them and minister to them. So many times we have churches that don't want things. We don't want people. Amen. My brother was not. He wasn't the best looking guy. He looked, I'm going to show you a picture. He looked terrible. And he would get so mad at us. He would get so angry because we was judging him. Amen. But you know what? God, we wasn't judging him. God was not judging him. The devil was telling him lies. We live in a world today where we don't need that. That's not helping our church. But how many knows that Jesus went to the sinner's house and ate dinner with him? Did he not? Amen. Jesus, he did not die. He did not die for those who are saved. He died for those who are lost. We're worried about, you know, our kids. You know, people don't want kids. You say, why? Because there's so much trouble. We have to spend so much money. But you have to realize, everybody, I want everybody to realize, you was a child before, before you become adult. You was a kid. Brother, they said you was the meanest kid in the block. You looking. They said, this guy right here is meaner than you are. Look at his own. Is this all your family? Bless your heart, brother. I can't believe they know you. But 
See, we all was that way. But Jesus said, I come to give you life. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Come on now. Come on. How many knows we need life today? Yes, sir. We need, listen to me. I've heard people say, well, I'll forget what happened, but I'm going to leave that. Handle up that. Amen. The Bible said, listen to me. You forget. If Jesus forgave me from our sin, so do you have to do it. Yes, sir. I thank God I don't have to stand in front of none of you. Amen. God, I want to stand in front of my Heavenly Father. But we live in a world today that needs love, compassion, influence. We need people not to tell us that we're going to hell. Amen. We need somebody to tell us that Jesus loves you. And care for you. Amen. Listen to me. I already knew that I was going to hell. My, not one time my mama told me I was going to hell. She, I already knew that. But what she did, brother, she loved me. She stood there and did nothing. She said nothing. Tears down her rolling down her eyes. And she knew that I was making the biggest mistake in my life. She knew that. But brother, she didn't say nothing. <coughs> Nothing, absolutely nothing. She didn't ask us to stay. She didn't beg us. She said nothing all the time. And I, and I could hear her voice. God, you minister to Terry and Eddie. Come on now. How many of us go on Saturday morning, the middle of the day on Saturday? Go into our prayer closet and pray for your children. How many of us in here, amen, go into the place that you call, that you feel comfortable and pray for your families like we used to do? You know, church, I'm old, I'm old school. I was raised under the power of God. I've seen the power of God move. And you know what? And it's still real today. But church, how many knows the Bible says those who hunger and thirst after his righteousness? Come on now. That's how we're going to receive it. Listen to me. It ain't going to just happen. It ain't going to happen because of Brother Cliff and Sister Angel. How it's going to happen is for this church to get down on their knees and ask God, God, feel me first. Yeah, come on. Come on now. Preach you it. feel me. Preach it, brother. You fill me with the Holy Spirit. You fill me. We're, we're listening. Do you realize the Pentecostal movement, and I'm talking about the Church of God, uh, the Assemblies of God, uh, the Church of God of Prophecy, the Pentecostal Church where I'm in, amen, they're not teaching the Holy Ghost anymore. Why? Because people don't want to hear it. That's right. Because they don't believe in all this shouting and all these things. But church, listen to me. It never did hurt me. Come on, yes. Amen. Heaven God. We're not, do you realize 70% do not feel or do not believe in the Holy Ghost at all? Help us, God. My stepdad was a Baptist man. How many Baptist people would go to the Baptist church? Anybody? Don't raise hands. Oh, I'm just okay. He was a Baptist man. He didn't, he didn't understand it. 
But I want to tell you something. When you get to heaven, there ain't going to be Pentecost over here. There ain't going to be ascending to God over here. There ain't going to be Pentecost uh, uh, Baptists over here. How I many knows we're all going to be saints of God? Yeah, come on. Listen to me. Uh, look, I, I, I'm a firm believer in, in, in my doctrine, but I'm going to tell you something. Amen. God is what I believe in. But I'm a, firm, I'm a firm believer. We need to get rid of our denomination and start loving each other. Amen.
He said, man, you redneck. I've never been to church with chickens in the yard. He said, that's because if we run out of chicken, we go out there and get one of them. <laughs> then I see a picture one day. This cow, my neighbor's cow got out and down by our side. And I, I sent a picture of him. And I told him, I said, holy cow, brother. <laughs> but look. Regardless who we are, it takes the blood of Jesus. Regardless what happened in our past. And I'm closing. I have no time. I have no idea what time it is. You're good, brother. <laughs> are you the official time Church said, brother, if you get paid by the hour, that's okay. <laughs> so I'm gonna slow it down. We'll get some overtime. <laughs> I got a good friend of mine. His name is Joe. Joe Payton. 2009, he was diagnosed with renal cancer. Anybody know what renal cancer is? It affects your kidneys. And they took one of his kidneys out. About eight months ago, or maybe it may be longer than that, I can't remember. He went to the doctor, he's been having some issues with his stomach. He felt bloated all the time. And they took it, they took the x-ray of his stomach and they got part of his lung and they have seen spots on his lungs. So I take him, and before that, he lost his vision in his right eye. He can't see. All he sees is a, is a glare. It's just a, like a shining light, real bright light. He has no, he can't see anything to his side. I call it what I call it, pervasion. Yeah, you can see. I'm looking forward, I can see the side of it. He can't see that. And we love the fish. I, 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 I mean, I love the fish. I love the fish. I'm a fisherman. Poor man and fish. But anyway, we go to we go to the doctor. And they want to do some scan, and they come to find out that the renal cancer has come back. Now it's in both of his lungs and his pancreas. But I, I, I remember what he called, he called me one day, he said, he said, I got my answer. I said, okay, what, 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 what are you going to do? He said, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to trust God. I said, Brother Joe, I'll support you any way you do. Whatever you do, I'll support you. You know I'm there with you. Amen. But see, we live in a world today that we need each other more than ever in life. Church, I can't express that to you this morning. Me and him like that.
When you go fishing, I have to tie his line and he can't hardly see. But church, you have to understand that on this day, Peter and John made an impact on this beggar. I want to ask you a question today. What kind of impact are you making on your family? What kind of impact are you making? You say, Pastor, I don't have no family. My pastor was, we had youth camp one time in our church. On Memorial Day, we always had camp at Harrison Bay State Park in Harrison, Tennessee. And he got the privilege of being a counselor over the teenager boys. And he began to talk to them and ask them about God. And he said, and one man, one man, young man spoke up and he said, Pastor, do you know the reason why that I don't serve God and I don't go to church? It's because my mom and dad are the biggest hypocrite they are in the church. I said, wow. God help us today. Maybe you don't have your mom and dad here, but you be an impact to them. You show them the love of God. Bow your head when you pray. When you, when you eat, you bow your head and bless your food. Don't be ashamed of that. Because the Bible says, if you're ashamed of him down here, He'll be ashamed of you up there. I'm not, I'm not ashamed that I am born again, child of God. I'm not ashamed that I know that Jesus Christ is my personal Savior. But we live in a world today that is so much hatred. So much hatred. So many people against each other. So many people can't stand to be in the same room with each other. They can't stand family. I'm talking about family. Listen to me. It's like the Hatfield McCoy's. Families, when they come together, funerals, I preach funerals. That you had to separate them. I said, man, for the love of God, you you got these loved ones is dying here, and your parents pay with some respect. What you need is a Jesus in your life. Come on. Because the Bible says that if we get angry and sin not, is not the love of God. That's what it says. When you get angry, come on now. I, he said, Pastor, did you get angry? No. I get angry. It's not the love of God. The love of God, where Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. The love of God is when he stood on Pilate 
amen, on a platform on, on his trial. Do you realize they hung and they crucified an innocent man? An innocent man. Are you innocent today? No, we're not innocent because we all have sin. You can't, I can't point my finger at you. You can't point your finger at me. You can't point your finger at the next one next to you. Because the Bible says we're all human. Everybody say, we're all human. We're all human. We're all human. I asked my pastor, what did you tell this young man? He said, I was shocked. Took me a few minutes to get my composure. And I began to give him the love of Jesus. How many know that we need the love of Jesus? Amen. With every head bowed, every eye closed, nobody looking around, please. I ask you to honor that this morning. I'm the only one looking, please. What's your reason why you're in this in the chair that you're in? What's your purpose in life? Are you here because you had loved ones here? A lot of them are. And that's okay. And you made an impact today. I believe that the Hill family has made an impact on their loved one legacy. A sister that loved God, that prayed for you, touched your life, touched others' lives. But my question to you this morning, what kind of impact are you leaving? What kind of influence are you leaving? Amen. Are you, leave, are you leaving a, a, a legacy? That nobody wants you to be around you? You say, you don't know what's going on. No, I don't. I, I'll be honest with you. There's just a few people that I do know. And that's a good thing, I guess. I don't know your past. I don't know who you are. But there's one thing that God knows who you are. And he sees you.
And on that Sunday that night, my dad came to the altar and gave his life to Jesus. I had the privilege of praying for my dad. Even though me and him didn't see eye to eye. Even though me and him didn't have the best conversations. But God saved my dad. Amen. Stand with me all over the house, please. 